0: And we're going to consider verse number 7. Reading from the New King James Version, it simply states, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Again, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and Of a sound mind. My subject this morning the spirit of fear is not divine. The spirit of fear is not divine. When it comes to divine, divine pertains to God. And divine also, in another sense, is that which belongs to God, which is associated with God. And when it comes to our God, he is undoubtedly omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and sovereign. God is in control, not just of some things, but of every. God in his omniscience and omnipotence allows certain things to happen. And some things that the Lord allows to happen, humans are okay with and some things they're not okay with. The primary thing I want us to understand in reference to God is that he is a giver. And when it comes to God giving from a theological standpoint, it basically represents two things. Number one, it says about him that he shows favor, favor being kindness. He allows people to know that he is a caring and a God of concern. But when it comes to God as a giver, it also says about him that he blesses. He especially blesses his people. Solomon talked about it in Proverbs 10 and 22 when he said, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. And so you have to understand that when God does bless, and again, especially his people, He is going to make sure that his people become rich, rich in the sense of being productive in every aspect of their life. And when he does so, there's not going to be any regret, any sorrow with it. James talked about God as a giver and said in James 1 and 17, in part, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from the Lord. When God gives a good gift, it says that it's going to be beneficial to us. It's going to be a gift that's going to help us to accomplish what we need to accomplish in life. When it talks about His gift being perfect, it's suitable, it's right for a particular person or a particular purpose. God, in his omniscience, knows exactly what we need. Exactly what we need. Even things we think we may not need, God, again, in his omniscience, knows that we need it. And even though we resist or even talk about certain things that the Lord does, when all is said and done, whatever God gives us in reference to what is essential for our life. When all is said and done, it turns out to be a blessing, especially for his people. Paul understood it, and so he penned in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter and the 28th verse, all things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are the call according to his purpose. So God will send things and and things we are question, we will wonder about and so forth. But when it's from God when all is said and done it's going to be beneficial. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what we need in order to be productive in every aspect of our life. Now there are certain things That God will not give us. Certain things. We have to identify. As not coming from God. And such is the case. In our primary text. Of 2 Timothy 1 and 7. When Paul revealed unto Timothy. A young pastor. That the Lord has not given us. The spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is not a divine gift. It's not something God wants to be embedded in his children. There is a natural fear to where we allow certain things to cause us to be afraid. But the spirit of fear is different. Because the spirit of fear is that which controls us. It controls our thoughts. It controls our words. It controls our actions. And this is what God does not give us. This is what God does not want his children to have. Again, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us the spirit. Of fear. And when such a spirit is manifesting or operating in the lives of people, it's obvious because people are controlled by what they see, controlled by what they hear, and they allow what they hear, what they see to get so embedded in them to where they start acting in contrast to the will of God. One of the saddest things about the spirit of fear, it actually has the capacity or ability to cause even a child of God to leave a safe place. For as children of God, we know without question that the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. We know without question that when it comes to God's will, that we have to look at it from two primary standpoints. We have to look at it from a written standpoint as well as from a revealed standpoint. Because as people of God, we have to be fed God's word. Jesus himself said to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I have to stay in my safe place. I cannot allow fear to get me off course. I cannot allow fear to get me out of the written and revealed will of God. The spirit of fear knows that if he can get a child of God out of his or her safe place that then the enemy will have room to deal with them in ways that are completely opposite of what God does. That's the reason Paul said to the churches, don't give any room or any place to the devil. Don't give room or any place to the spirit of fear. Then John, in 1 John 4 and 18, talking about fear, said fear involves torment. Involve in that particular verse means it contains torment. Fear causes a person to be in mental anguish which eventually can lead to emotional and physical pain. A person can get to the point to where he or she has to take medication Drink alcohol, do drugs, or something else in order to keep fear at bay. Constantly thinking about what may or may not happen. Being completely controlled by the spirit of fear. Being tormented day in and day out because of what may or may not happen. But again, going back to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given his children the spirit of fear. So what did he give us? In closing out 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Paul said that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us, and notice the first thing here in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. He has given us the spirit of power, power being the capacity to do exactly what needs to be done in order to be successful or to obtain victory. And how does a child of God use the spirit of power? We use it by faith because 1 John 5 and 4 tells us that the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. Faith has overcoming power. Faith has the power to help a child of God overcome that which has been attacking their mind, their body, Their life. And the way we get this type of faith comes through hearing. For Paul said in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So God has number one, given us the spirit of power. But then he went on to say that he has also given us the spirit of love. And love just in a natural sense has to do with affection, feeling, concern, regard for a person. But biblically when Jesus talked about love, he said on one occasion to his disciples, if you love me. You'll keep my commandments. He took love to a totally different level. Let us know that when it comes to love, love has to do with commitment. People that truly love according to the scripture are committed to doing what is just all right for a person And for themselves. Committed to doing exactly what needs to be done. Despite what they see. Despite what they hear. Committed to love. And that's what God has given his children. A spirit of love. You have the ability. To commit yourself to doing all. That needs to be done as a child of God. Despite what you feel. Despite what you see. You have the spirit of love. You have keeping power down on the inside of you. Where you can commit yourself to doing something. And if you stay on the course. You will be successful. Lastly. He said, God has given us a sound mind, sound, healthy, theologically, a God-like mind. Paul understood, stood it when he penned in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, What kind of mind did Jesus have? A sound mind. Never allow what he was going through to dictate to him how he should think. There were times to where even when people were troubled about things, Jesus was at peace. He was calm. See, because when it comes to God and, and that which pertains to God. Isaiah said this. He said his thoughts are not as the thoughts of man. His ways are not as the ways of man. And then he gave the distinction. He said as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts and so are his ways. You have to elevate your mind to the point to where you never allow yourself to start Thinking like a sinner. Thinking like a worldly person. The Bible tells us, he who keeps his mind stayed upon the Lord shall be in perfect peace. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. The Greek word for peace is a rain. Both words, the primary meaning is prosperity. When we keep our mind on God, our mind will be prosperous. Our mind will be in a safe place. Our mind will be according to the written and revealed will of God. So as children of God, we we have to remember Point blank, when it comes to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when the spirit of fear comes, reject it. Do what James said. James said, resist the devil. Submit to God. And the devil will flee. We have to do the same to the spirit of fear. We have to resist the spirit of fear. And submit to the written and revealed will of God. And that spirit will leave. And if we stay in the will of God. We will not only experience the power of God, the love of God. But we will experience mentally that sound mind that God has given his children. And so I encourage you, stay in the will of God. Stay there. Don't allow anything or anybody to move you from that safe place. And remember what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not my word. God's word is going to stand despite what comes. I also remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. The things that we see are temporary. But the things we do not see, they are eternal. Divine are things that pertain to God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the people of God that will hear this word. Thank you for others that will hear this word and take heed to it. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to strengthen your people, continue to do for your people all that needs to be done. We thank you in advance for daily rebuking the devil devour, demons, and all other enemies. For our sake, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.applaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundant.